0: So pretty. Welcome back to another new episode of There'll Now Hear This Entertainment Featuring interviews with guests who are having success in entertainment, primarily music I am Bruce Wozniak talking to guests who are singers, songwriters, musicians, recording artists and more From the worldwide music community Do please stay connected You can write to podcast at nhte.net Or instead of email, you are welcome to DM me through the at Now Hear This Entertainment Instagram account Anything and everything to do with this podcast or the entertainment industry itself, I look forward to hearing from you, and you should look forward to hearing about the giveaway that I'm going to tell you about on this episode. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Dallas, Texas, my guest is a singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, who three months ago released his third new single of 2022. After having put out six last year, he has won numerous awards and gotten extensive media coverage, and his music has gotten airplay not only in the U.S., but internationally as well. He is a member of the Country Music Association and has even done some acting, too. On the stage, he has performed not only at venues and events throughout Texas, but earlier this month did a show in Oklahoma, and last month played at the popular Commodore Grill in Nashville. He has even performed alongside musicians from Miranda Lambert's band. You've been hearing a song of his called Good Luck. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Todd Barrow. Hey there. Hey, hey,
1: Bruce. Hey, everybody. Good to be here.
0: Yeah, Todd, thank you for making time to be on the show today. Let's get started by having you share with the audience all about the song of yours that was just playing called Good Luck.
1: Yeah, Good Luck is a, It's just a story about going after your dreams and not giving up, you know, Um, we all have uh, dreams, um, even as children growing up. And this song to me was uh, uh, at the point of my life when I was going through something and uh, I was just sitting at home thinking about what my next move was, facing some obstacles and uh, and began to get inspired about, you know, dreams and started thinking about New York and fashion and started thinking about uh, the times I've played in Austin, Texas, and then it just all came together. But uh, it's basically going after your dreams and don't give up.
0: Something occurred to me, though, when you were giving that answer. Is it a curse at times to be a songwriter? Because you said dealing with some obstacles, and I'm picturing you sitting there thinking, no, I don't need a song idea right now. Go away. I'm trying to deal with some things in my life.
1: (laughs) You're right. You're definitely right, Bruce. Uh it's a double-edged sword. Um, but my wife will tell you that she knows when I'm getting ready to write a song because I start to just kind of get moody, <laughs> mm. um, anxious, uh, you know, and she just kind of knows, you know, it's that it's that time, it's coming. And she'll go she'll go, honey, just write the song. You know?
0: <laughs> it's kind of like when people what is it with arthritis, I think that they know when the rain is coming, <laughs> yeah,
1: right, yeah, definitely coming, yeah, <laughs>
0: and Mrs. Todd Barrow has a front row seat to, oh boy, everybody, he's about to write a song."
1: It's true. Knows me inside and out, man.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. That's good, though, because certainly when you do have a song idea, the last thing you need is somebody coming to you and distracting you when you're trying. And I know we're going to get into this in our conversation here, but that's a moment that you really need to focus. And I don't know if we really give enough weight to how critical that time is and how important it is for there to not be distractions.
1: Yeah, it's it's very important uh, to have somebody that supports you and understands you as an artist. Um, Creative people get, you know, um, labeled sometimes. Uh, I think that we are um, unique, you know, in our own way. Um, And it comes out in our art, in our our heart, uh, from our heart, or at least I do in my music and I know others, too. So, yeah, support's big. Mm -hmm.
0: But do you ever, instead of uh, focusing on songwriting, but I think it's important for the young performers out there to hear about people that have been doing music a long time that still, I'm holding up air quotes, practice the guitar or practice whatever their instrument is. Now, mind you, you're a multi-instrumentalist. Maybe you're going to tell me, not so much guitar, Bruce, but such and such an instrument is not my strongest. So that one I do practice from time to time.
1: I think you have to find the instrument you really love. You know, um, I think Paul McCartney was more in love with the piano. Some would disagree, but I think he was (laughs) or still is um, and have seen him, in you know, uh, at a show. But um, it just depends on, I think you have to fall in love with your instrument. Mm. And and when you do, it just becomes a part of you. Uh, At least for me, it does. And I would have to say that, I started out on piano, but I ended up with acoustic guitar that's probably my go-to now.
0: Mm. Yeah, as you were saying that, I was picturing if you fall in love with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, you want to always be with them. And so the instrument that you fall in love with, you're going to be practicing. You're going to be playing it a lot because that's the instrument that you've been most drawn to. We're getting off on a tangent here. I I do want to kind of dive into your backstory here because in preparation for our conversation today, I read a cool story about you, but I don't want to steal your thunder. So share with us how you got started in the music industry.
1: Well, I started when I was really small, uh, young. At the age of five, I I began um, performing with my parents um, in church, Uh, raised in church all my life and did all the church things and um, theater and, and uh you know, choir and anything I could do with music, I was involved with it. Um, as I got older, um, I began to have a pas- a desire, uh, which is now a passion, to start writing songs on my own. Um, I'd sat at home listening to records, vinyl records, you know, all my life. I finally decided, you know, it's my time. I need to start building a, a catalog when I was like 21. Mm. Um, then uh, – Fast forward, in a uh, strange encounter, I was at Cook Children's, there for a meeting, and there was a guy that came in, and everybody was, you know, around surrounding him, and just kind of, there were cameras and people interviewing him. And is
0: this is a hospital. Is is that what Cook Children's is?
1: Yes, it's a it's a it's a huge. Uh, children's hospital that uh okay. that does amazing things and um okay yeah i can tell you that um there wasn't anybody there to greet the guy but i knew music well enough to know and i knew i'd i'd been around enough you know celebrities to know how how to get him comfortable you know what i mean um and so i helped him get set up and got him ready to go got the sound check and everything and what were you doing there? I was at a uh, at a meeting. I was at a meeting hmm. um, just to talk about um, music therapy and things like that.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, and they were wanting to do more um, live music there for kids and families. And it just grew and grew and grew from there. I met Sonny Burgess. He came down the hallway. He introduced himself, and I said, I don't know who you are. And he goes, you don't? I said, no, I don't. And, uh, he, and uh, he goes, well, I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, go figure, you know. Anyway, long story short, we became close friends. Um, we started riding together. Um, he had a big thing going on at the hospital, a couple of big celebrities that donated money. Um, he wanted me to be a part of that project. And so I helped him fulfill that that project that's still going strong today at Cook Children's.
0: And for the person listening in Sweden that doesn't know who he is, go ahead and educate the audience.
1: All right. So Sonny Burgess um, is from Texas. So that kind of, you know, there was a connection there. Um, He's a famous country artist. Uh, Mainly he was at the top of his game probably early 80s um, up into the mid-90s in that kind of era of country music but um, he's also in the texas music hall of fame Uh, he was on charlie pride's label and he was mentored by charlie pride which is huge and he has many awards many friends randy travis joe diffie garth brooks uh you know and he's he's allowed me to meet all these people that come. They would come visit him at his office, and he would always call me down and say, "Hey, so and so's here. Come down here." Hmm. And he'd always call me his associate, and I'd be like, "What? <laughs> Your associate?" <laughs> uh, I'm anyway. happy to be
0: associated with you. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Oh, it changed my life. It really did. It changed wow. the course of my music career completely. Yeah, I was not doing country until I met Sonny.
0: And for the audience, that's why I asked Todd what was he doing at the hospital because it's just the latest example of a very chance meeting of being in the right place at the right time. And as much as you can't hold out for that to happen, it does happen more and more in the music industry And you're hearing just the latest example of that on this interview, as we've heard on a number of other episodes of Narrative This Entertainment before. At the start of this episode, I mentioned about a giveaway. As a lead-in to telling you about that, let me first tell you that Focusrite has special Black Friday pricing going on for their Vocaster with up to $50 off, and that's good across Amazon, Sweetwater, Guitar Center, Best Buy, etc., That being said, Focusrite is also inviting you to enter their holiday contest with the winner choosing their own Vocaster as the prize, meaning the Vocaster 1 or the one that I have, the Vocaster 2. But enter now because this only runs through and including December 7 with the winner being notified on the 8th. You have heard me talk about this unit, which they just launched in June. Remember, the Vocaster can be used not only by podcasters, but by those of you who are doing live streaming, say maybe on Twitch, and it can be used for people who do voiceover work. Anyhow, to enter, go to focusrite.com slash nhte and do so now before the entry period closes. Again, that's focusrite.com slash nhte. And remember, if you don't think you need something like this, enter anyway, and when you win... Pay it forward by giving the Vocaster as a holiday gift to the creator you know that will benefit from all its great features and the professional audio quality that it helps you deliver. One more time on that address where you can enter to win. It's focusrite.com slash nhte. Todd, even 458 episodes in, I still am interested in hearing how guests are making their original music. Tell us what is your songwriting process?
1: My songwriting process is a little bit unconventional, I would say. Um, sometimes it comes um, with words in my brain. <laughs> but I always reference my songs, you know, what kind of movie would I be watching? you know what and what can I tell in three? you know, three to 3.30 seconds, Mm. at least in country music radio, um, and really give it all I've got and really put it all out there, you know? And that's what I do every song. I mean, it's out there, you know? Um, but, but basically I, I get, um, I get an inspiration, you know, I get like a nudge in my, in my gut, you know, and I kind of, um, I'll, and sometimes it's just hearing a, a sound, um, and then I just go to that moment and I just begin to create, you know, um, sometimes I will just write down, write a poem and then later on, you know, structure it, uh, into a song. Uh, sometimes it just comes at night. You know, I wake up in the morning and go, I got it. You know, it's just, hmm. it, it's really, um, it's really a phenomenon. It's really a gift. And I, I, that, that I have to say, um, that I've been blessed um, beyond measure with with gifts and music and I'm, and I'm very grateful and thankful and and uh always humble you know to give due or uh, do as needed and um but uh yeah, just you know just having that moment um and then taking that and then creating it into something that you can share with the world
0: but you mentioned earlier that you did play piano when you were young. When you're getting these ideas, and I'm talking about the melody part, is it always 100% the guitar? Is it ever, "Eh, sometimes I will write on something other than the guitar. How does that go? Because obviously the lyrics, you're speaking them into your phone or to a voice recorder or you're jotting it down on a notepad. But the melody, I'm curious to hear how you're putting that together.
1: Yeah. Sometimes I do write on keyboard. Um, More ballads I write with keyboard um, more of the rock stuff I write is on guitar because it just, you know, it fits that genre or fits that style. Um, you know, it's, it's just kind of, how do I feel? Um, how do I feel at that time when I'm with that instrument? You know, is this, is it gonna follow through? Is it gonna get the results? Is it gonna, Mm. you know, be the product that I want at the end of this or do I need to start you know, with, with another instrument, you
0: know? I like that. I like that. For the record, I would love to have you list off all the different instruments that you play so that the audience doesn't get shortchanged by me just referring to you as a multi-instrumentalist. And perhaps now they're just thinking, Oh, guitar and piano. No, he plays more folks.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I play, um, pretty much anything I can get my hands on, (laughs) you know, uh, if it's spoons, you know, I'll play the spoons, you know? um blow into a a jug or something you know just to make something um a sound but i play the uh, banjo i play the mandolin i play acoustic and electric i play a harmonica and uh, i think that's it um oh drums um drums yes and i'm sure <laughs> you I have love. you have to play bass i can play bass yeah it's not my favorite instrument uh, honestly but i do like the bass I, and i can play the bass but it's just i like to be more i don't know the way my hands are moving it just i prefer a different um instrument mm-hmm. uh, but bass to me is just kind of if i want to just kind of get to the tones the the low tones and get to the to the beat um in the rhythm but live, I don't play bass. Um, studio, I don't play bass. Just just kind of pick around it when I can or when I'm feeling like it.
0: But what about when you do recordings of your original music? What are you playing on your own recordings?
1: Pretty much guitar, the guitar work stuff I play. I do hire my guys. I've got a, a, a few friends that I really um, – enjoy playing with and they always do a great job. So I keep them close, you know, when I'm getting ready to do a project. So mainly just guitar stuff, um, you know, setting the, the, the tone for the, the song, um, the structure, all that, I mean, all the, you know, composing and all that, I mean, it's already done. All I do is walk in there and, you know, and we write down the, the, the charts and, uh, and then we just go from there.
0: And let me just say for the audience, why would I ask that question? And this is really more for those of you that are just coming to Now Hear This Entertainment. I'll say for the first time, maybe you're fans, you're followers of Todd's, but if you're relatively new to the show, I ask that question because there are a lot of times on this show where someone will say, I play guitar, I play piano, I fiddle around a little bit with insert instrument here, but they will say, when it comes to actually recording my own music, I'm strong. I'm confident in my guitar playing abilities, but there's people way better than me on piano, on drums, on bass, et cetera, et cetera. And so they'll say, even though I dabble with those, I want someone who's an expert at it to play those. So that's why I asked that. That's
1: right. That's true.
0: I didn't get into the list because it's so lengthy, but in the intro, I mentioned that you've won numerous awards. Your answer to what I'm about to ask you might not even be one of those, but what would you point to as your greatest achievements doing
1: music? Helping people enjoy life. Wow. You know, that's, that's number one. Wow. Um, Sonny taught me something that I had never thought of, and, and he said, he said number one, you need to love people. And I was like, well, well, okay, that, that's pretty strong. He said, number two, give them a good show, always. Don't look at the seats, no matter what. Just whoever shows up, that's who you need to pay attention to. Mm. and give them, give them your all, you know. And and thirdly, he said, just have a uh, crazy time, have fun, <laughs> you know, get crazy, have fun and uh, bring them along with you, you know. Um, so. Having said that, we were asked, I, I say we, me and Sonny were asked to write a song for a huge uh, charity, which I had already You know, I knew about it and I loved it, um, the concept. But basically, it's the Ronald McDonald House. And I didn't really understand what they did, you know. I always saw the little change jars at McDonald's, you know, when you go in, you know. Yeah. Um, Later on, to discover that basically what they do is they house people that, you know, they can't get into a hotel and their kids are sick, you know. And so it's kind of just like a a shelter, you know, for – and protection for them during that time, because, you know, it's very emotional with, you know, sick children, sick kids and what they're struggling with. And so we, we decided to write a song called The House That Love Built. Mm. So what we did is we had all the staff members write down what they felt like was the most important thing about Ronald McDonald House.
0: Wow.
1: We took all those phrases for two weeks and we just went to town, you know, writing down ideas and took all those phrases and made this this song hmm. uh, and it went viral and not only that, there was a guy that donated his studio time that was uh at that time recording jewel the the artist
0: uh-huh. jewel yeah
1: in a private recording studio that no one knows about. It's all, I mean, it's, it's, it's really strange. It's got, it looks like it's a, like a Verizon store around it or something, you know, like hmm. almost like the bat, you know, bat cave or something. <laughs> you know? And then you, but when you, when you walk in, it's just massive and just top, top of the line stuff, man. And so um, we went in there and And they said, Yeah, we want to record this, but we also want to video it. We're gonna we're gonna bring in this guy from ABC. He's gonna produce it and direct it and Mm. oh man, what a what a thrill it was. But but the good that it's done. We donated the song to Ronald McDonald House so we don't get a a dime from it. It just raises money for them and they you know, to continue on their work. So to me that's a big achievement.
0: (laughs) What's the name of that song in case people wanna look it up?
1: the house that love built it's uh, there's videos on youtube as well
0: okay okay and wow audience is that cool or what asking the staff to write down that, that that's brilliant that's brilliant todd great story great story When you were listing off all the instruments that you play, you talked about bass, and you said, but I wouldn't play that live. In the intro, I also made just a brief mention about the live performances that you do. I'm curious, do you prefer to play with a band or do acoustic shows?
1: That's a good question. You know, it all depends on really what the venue's wanting and what they're expecting. So there's times when venues pay pretty good to get a band and there's times when they can only afford, you know, one musician, you know, performer, artist, whatever. So it really depends on the venue uh, or the show or the event or what's going on. You know, is it a festival? Is it um, a coffee house? Is it, you know, is it small? Is it large? Is it, uh, do they have sound? You know, do I need to bring my sound? So there's there's a lot of things or variables that play into that. Um, I prefer to play with band. Okay. Uh, because band is just it's just fun cuz you can play off each other, you know. Mm-hmm. There's so many things you can do, you know. And and I love engaging a crowd an audience with with the band. It's just fun. And and they carry you too, you know. You're not by yourself where you have to you got to do everything, you know. You got to provide all the energy, all the the right chords, mm. all the right you know you can't mess up you know but with a band you got you got some some leverage there so um but yeah i i always i always enjoy having a band and of course people respond better to it you know in those in those kinds of uh, atmospheres
0: but you know whether you intended to or not you just mentioned two of the lessons that sonny had told you One is have fun, and you said it's more fun when you have other band members on stage to play off of. And another lesson was how he said, don't look at the chairs, just play for who's there. And you said, I feed off the crowd, whether it's a band or an acoustic show. And so subliminally, you're incorporating what he instructed you to do every time you step on that stage, whether it's just you by yourself or whether you do have a band around you.
1: You're You're, you're absolutely right. It is so true. You know, and and I never realize, or I never analyze much. I guess I should say myself. I mean, I do evaluate. You know how how well did I do tonight? You know, on a my scorecard. But uh, interviews like this, the questions, um, the, you know, the depthness of it. It's 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 really good for me too, because as you're learning, I'm learning too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still a student, you know, um, and so I just uh, I just love. Learning new stuff, you know, and I don't think you can ever be too old to learn something new, no matter what field you're in or how old you are.
0: That's right. And I always like to use the term self audit. Oh,
1: okay. That's cool. Because
0: we're so busy analyzing what everybody else is doing. It's, That's cool. I always say it's time to take a step back and do a self audit and say, I like that. Okay. What can I be doing differently? Or what am I not doing that I should be doing? Because I think artists get so comfortable with their routine that sometimes they miss something that they're not doing that might actually be common sense, but they're so focused on, well, i got to make sure I do X, Y, and Z. And little do they realize that if they would add W in there, then those four things instead of those three things would make their presentation a little bit more
1: complete. Yeah, I like that. I think so. Well, this is
0: two weeks in a row having a guest on who is a Texas music artist. On last week's episode, I asked Jesse Lee, about the advantages and disadvantages of being an indie artist. Todd, I'd love to hear your perspective on that.
1: I get asked that a lot. Um, and people are amazed that I've made it so far as an indie artist that, you know, and they always ask me, what's your secret, you know? Who do you know? What you, <laughs> what are you doing to get to where you're getting, you know? And I'm like, oh, a, lot <laughs> a lot of prayer. But uh, I think being an indie artist... You have the ability to manage what you want to. Uh, I'm not limited to what I can record or when I can release, you know anything. Um, I'm pretty free to do what I want to do in the music industry. you know. I'm not tied down to a contract or uh, you know Now I'm not saying that's bad, okay? I'm not saying that's bad at all. Um, I would love to be on a major label. I would have loved to be on a major label years ago but you know I, it just it just hasn't happened. However, I have met many people in the music industry that have influence that work in that environment. They work with those kinds of artists. They work, you know, with that system. So it it pays off, you know, different ways. I think as an indie artist you're in control. You know, it, you're, you're pretty much in control. I mean, you hire people, you know, fire people, you, you manage, um, your career and I've allowed at times some to manage my career and it just started to go South hmm. and I had to regroup and reset and go, wait a minute, you know, and get back on, you know, get back on the horse, you know, get back to what I know is going to be, um, successful, so the the, um, the advantage of being on a label is that you they do everything for you pretty much, which is nice, because they do all your marketing, advertising, commercials. They have the money to do it too. And um, there's just a big push, you know, with radio airplay and um, appearances and all that stuff. So they have those kinds of components. But as an indie artist, we we do, too. We just you just have to figure it out. You just have to to look for new look for resources that are open to indie artists, because there's a lot of people out there that will help you. And so I always tell people, don't give up. There's all kinds of resources. If you stick to it and you've got, you know, the goods, go for it. You know, I
0: agree. I agree. I'm joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Dallas, Texas by singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist Todd Barrow. Visit his official website at toddbarrowmusic.com. I will put a link to it on the show page for this episode on my podcast website, nhte.net. Once you land on the homepage of Todd's website, you will see links to connect with him on social media, meaning Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. There are also logos there to go follow Todd on Spotify, but the best way to support him is by using the link, the logo, on the homepage of his website to go purchase downloads of his original music from Apple Music. Of course, use the Shows tab on ToddBarrowMusic.com to see when and where you can go see him perform live. I want to take this opportunity to thank Daconi Audio for recently sharing my post about them over to their own Instagram account. On the official at Now Hear This Entertainment account on Instagram, I had put up a picture of the ear pads that were peeling on my headphones. It was a shot that I took of all the black flakes that had fallen off, but you also see in the picture the headphones now. Meaning with the replacement ear pads from Daconi Audio on them, I would tell you to go digging through my or their Instagram account to find that post, that picture. But instead, go to my Watch NHT YouTube channel. Yes, no e on the end. Just at Watch NHT, and check out the unboxing video I have posted on there, showing you me receiving those and then transitioning from the old ear pads that were flaking. To putting on the new pads from Daconi, there is a link in the video description to go over to their site, or on my podcast website nhte.net. Just look for the Daconi audio logo in the right-hand column on desktop, or scroll way down on mobile to find it, just below the social media logos. Todd, different from the advantages and disadvantages of being an indie artist that you were just talking about, what about challenges? In your music career, perhaps this is a teaching moment for anyone in the audience who's an aspiring performer.
1: Well, you know, the first thing you have to overcome is the fear of taking a risk, right? Um, You got to believe in yourself. You got to believe that you are going to get there. You know, you're going to get there and it's not going to be an easy road. Uh, every time I hear a story about, you know, the the guy in the office with the cigar, you know, and I'm going to make you a star tonight, <laughs> you know, you're going to be a big, you're going to go far, you know. Um, I've actually, I've actually been in an office like that. When I first started out as, as a youngster, I was so naive, you know, about the industry. And I was actually in an office, he had this fake gold uh, album you know on his wall, you know, big old cigar and. I was like, are you kidding me? Is this, this is real, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but, uh, nothing worked out there. I, I left there just shaking my head going, "Eh, that's not going to work, you know, (laughs) but, um, you got to believe in yourself. You got to believe in your dream. You got to, and then you got to get out there. You know, you, you can't just sit at home and eat chips on the couch and watch (laughs) judge Judy or something, you know, you got, you got to get out there and get moving um because that that attracts people. They like people that are going somewhere, right? Um and uh you can do it. And there's lots of like, there's there's so many things out there that can help a musician or artist or um I mean, I'm telling you there's so many um platforms that can kickstart your career and then you never know who's worked with who. You never know. And I always tell artists, don't ever discount anyone being at the show or the venue or wherever you're at, at a coffee place or a restaurant, whatever. Don't ever discount who might be around there. <laughs> I've met some people in strange places, you know, and it's just like you never know. So don't ever Think that don't think that, you know, you've got to go to Capitol Records, you know, in Nashville to to meet somebody, right? Uh somebody's out there somewhere.
0: That's right. You know, That's right. All the and time. I want to jump in here and go back to one of the things that Todd mentioned because I think it's important people don't recognize what a challenge it is for some people to get their music career started just by simply leaving the house. And I know that might sound very fundamental, very one oh one. But I'm glad that Todd brought that up. For some reason, Todd, as you were describing that, what popped into my head was the movie Coyote Ugly Ah. and how that girl was very happy to sing in her house and she was very comfortable singing when nobody was around. But the minute they put her on that stage where she had to stand up on the bar at Coyote Ugly and sing, she froze, she panicked, she was a wreck. And so that is a big challenge. If someone's trying to get their music career started and they're happy to sing around the house, but you tell them now go out in public and do it and they freeze, that's an enormous challenge.
1: Yeah. Agree. It is. You know, it's not easy. Um and and a lot of artists make it make it seem so easy. I mean just, you know, effortless almost, you know. But they've been they've been trained. They've been doing it for a long time. They had to start somewhere. Yeah. They weren't always there. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: Well, and the good news, though, is that you have landed some cool opportunities over the years. Can you give us what some of the wins have been in your music career?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, One of the things is, is, uh, one year I won um, Album of the Year. Um, There was a a contest out in California, and uh, Academia Awards, which is well known throughout the world, and they they do the red carpet thing and all that stuff. Um, but, uh, I had heard about it and I thought, well, I'll give it a shot, you know? So I sent my stuff in, um, not knowing what would happen. And before I knew it man, they were sending me all kinds of certificates and awards and said, Hey, you've, you've made it. I was in a magazine then and you know, all this huge stuff going on publicity and I was like, "Oh my gosh, you know i i you know I poured my heart and soul into that album, you know, I remember um you know working extra jobs just to get enough money to pay for the studio right mm-hmm. um so it's it's just this satisfaction that comes you know, when your work pays off, right and um, I've always heard it said, you know, make music pay, and I always thought what do, what do they mean by that? but it's really true because music can be a you know, can be cruel, but, but you've got to, um, it's almost like you got to overcome it. I don't know. It's kind of strange. I know, but, uh, but make, make music pay, you know, you've, you know, your, your work, it needs to be rewarded. Um, so, and you will be rewarded, but, um, uh, just, you know, just seeing people smile getting, um, I get emails all the time. People comment, um, on my social media, you know, people are always asking me, you know, what can I do, you know, and, and I'm happy to tell them, you know, here, you know, where are you at, you know, what level are you at, you know, and give some advice, you know, but, but seeing others succeed in it makes me very, very happy and satisfied.
0: Yeah. And it was nice to see audience when I looked on Todd's Facebook music page that he had a post where he was saying and showing the video that one of his favorite live performances was actually on, I think it's called Good Morning, Texas, but I believe you were doing that Todd in conjunction with the Ronald McDonald house. Yes. And so that's impressive that it's not some big glitzy glamorous thing. It's this meant a lot to me because yeah, it's the ABC affiliate, but this is something that is a morning TV show that gives you an opportunity to show your connection to the Ronald McDonald house.
1: Yes, absolutely. It was, you know, it was totally all for them and, um, I was just, you know, I was honored, uh, you know. I was just honored to, to be a part of that whole project. It was, a, it was a blessing in disguise.
0: Yeah, and let's also not miss out on that being a win in the sense that you don't just call up the TV station or email them and say, hey, I'd like to come and play music on there because guess what? Everybody would. So the fact that they chose Todd to be on that day, that definitely goes in the category of a win. In the intro, Todd, I said that you put out six singles last year and have released three this year. Are you working on any new material right now?
1: Yeah, funny you should mention that. I, I've um, I've kind of put it on a shelf for a little bit. Um, my last single was probably one of the best I've ever done. On, you know, probably this was the one that I wanted to. If I was going to finish, you know, and leave a legacy behind, this song would have been the one and go, wow. all right, I'm retiring. Wow. I'm out. Wow. But, you know, um, somebody else has other plans for me, so I have to go along with that. <laughs> <laughs> and I really did um, pray about it, you know, and I said, you know, have I done enough? You know, haven't I done enough? I mean, I've, I've given my, you know, I've been doing this for years, you know, mm. I'm, I it isn't it, isn't it time to to retire? Wow. And as soon as I said that, um my wife and I were having a conversation and we were talking about, you know, character. We were talking about, you know, how can we improve ourselves, you know, uh in certain situations, you know. And sure enough, the next day I'm I'm playing on my guitar <laughs> strumming chords Getting a, and I got all the chords down and I'm like, okay, well now I need a topic. Mm-hmm. You know? And I thought of what we had talked about and I and then it came out, you know, the best of me. And I was like, Wow. Okay. And so um so I wrote this song, this new song, and I'm gonna um I've got a, a friend in Nashville, um, producer engineer. He works with um Kenny Chesney's uh drummer and lots of big name band members that play with with big names out there in nashville and but i I always love his work and he's he's always good to me so i'm gonna he said please send it to me and we'll we'll get it arranged and and set and ready to to record so yeah i'm excited
0: okay so speaking of those level musicians i should have brought this up when i asked you earlier about playing live with a band versus acoustic shows but what about favorite artists that you've performed with on stage
1: yeah, um, there's a lot. I mean, the, the list is long and wide. Um, but I have to say that my favorite, one of my favorite events that's, you know, imprinted on my brain and in my soul was the opportunity to play with uh, John Snyder hmm. and Tom um, Wopat, the uh, Dukes of Hazzard. Yeah. So John Snyder has a studio that I did not know. Um, of course, he's an actor, too, but he's a big Country music guy, too. Um, so a mutual friend of ours um, connected us. And so they invited me to come out and play um, two days at their event. So I didn't know who was going to be there. So when I got there, um, there was the Duck Dynasty people. Y'all remember that show? Yeah. Okay. So they were out there. All the cast from – every cast member that had been on the show of Dukes of Hazzard was out there. Hmm. Kid Rock was out there. Paul Overstreet was out there. Um, Brooks and Dunn. Uh, I mean, you name it. I mean, the, it was um, <laughs> it was just awesome. Was this in and Texas
0: would, or somewhere else?
1: This is Louisiana.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, this is Louisiana, and it's called we. It was called the the Bo- Bo's Extravaganza. Um, just a fun festival, fun time, good people. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, but it, but it's his studio that's right. It's called the John John Snyder Studio, and then he lives there on property. Ah, uh. yeah. The General Lee was out there, and they were doing jumps. You know, <laughs> I had to peach myself, but my wife kept going, "You're having too much fun." Aren't you? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Yeah, it was it was so much fun. It was just, you know, I'm like, who am I, you know, to be, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, for, it's just, you're just grateful, yeah, you know, and thankful. And it's just like, man, this is paying off, you know, all the sweat and the blood and the tears, you know, um, it does pay off. And
0: folks, you notice when Todd said John Schneider's name, he said he's an actor too. And so I want to go back to something unique that I mentioned during the intro which is that you todd are also an actor tell us about that including how you balance the two meaning acting and doing music
1: yeah you know it's hard i mean it's difficult because i i have to switch gears sometimes they kind of correlate um i'll just i'll share this story the first time i got um an offer somebody found me i don't know on facebook or you know youtube or whatever And contacted me and said, hey, we'd we'd like for you to come and try out uh, in Austin, Texas, at um, the University of Texas with the film department. Hmm. I said, okay. I said, can you send me a script? You know, can you send me the details? You know, so they did.
0: Yeah, because to be clear, this was an audition to act, not an audition to see if they wanted to have you perform music.
1: No, it was all acting. And so I showed up and met all the people, met the crew, only to discover that um, Matthew McConaughey was in charge of this production. Whoa. <laughs> and they were students of Matthew McConaughey. These producers, directors, okay. camera crew, okay. everybody. And I even got to see, they showed me on Zoom where they were having meetings with Matthew McConaughey. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, how does this happen? You know, <laughs> and so here we go again. You know, I'm just like in a, in a fantasy world, man. And um, but uh, I went in and did the script, and then they said, okay, we like that, but can you improvise? And I said, okay. Uh, they said, just you know, just you do you do your thing, you know like like we haven't written anything so I did and they go we love that and I go okay and so I basically was a uh, announcer like a sports broadcaster announcer mm. for a hot, hot dog eating contest <laughs> called Frank's <laughs> it's just but it was so much fun and just great it was just it was just, just awesome they were so good to me and the studio was huge and actually they recorded in or we we filmed at where they used to do um Austin City Limits mm. so i was right there on that same stage where Austin City Limits used to perform before they moved it so it was it was a good time
0: good stuff good stuff we're going to close today with Todd's newest song this is the single that was released in august before I let you go and I play that song, Todd, tell the listeners all about this one, which is called "My Girl Crush
1: yeah, this song uh is is a big hitter for me, and i I wanted to go you know all out for it um basically, I was listening to Taylor Swift, a song she had done many years ago, and and I started to just kind of pick up on the vibe and it just went straight to my soul and I was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is what it needs to be, you know? And, um, and then the topic was just something that I had thought about with, you know, uh, especially around Valentine's day, uh, you know, just romance and something, you know, that would inspire both man and, and woman and boy and girl. And just, you know, um, that story that, you know, boy meets girl, girl meets boy And uh, the rest is history. So, Micro Crush, yes, one of my favorites.
0: I like it. I like it. Good stuff. Todd, great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you making time to be on Now Hear This Entertainment.
1: My pleasure. Thank you, Bruce, and thank you, everyone, for listening. I appreciate all of you.
0: And with that, I will wrap up another new episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist Todd Barrow Do visit his official website at toddbarrowmusic.com. Again, I will have a link to it on the show page for this episode on my podcast website, nhte.net. Once you land on his website, look for the icons, the logos, for Todd's social media. I have liked his music page on Facebook, and I have followed him on Instagram and Twitter and I'm sure he would appreciate you doing the same. We did not talk about his YouTube channel, but go there and watch and like the videos he has posted and subscribe to his channel, too. Remember also to find Todd on Spotify and give him a follow on there as well. However, purchase downloads of his music from the likes of Apple Music. There's a link on toddbarrowmusic.com for that. Use the Shows option on ToddBarrowMusic.com to see where and when you can go see him perform live. And be sure to tell Todd that you heard him and his music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Folks, I hope you enjoyed the interview and that you liked the show itself. If you want to extend a gesture to let me know as much, go to my podcast website, nhte.net, and look for the yellow logo there that says, Buy Me a Coffee and do exactly that. It would mean a lot to me because it tells me that you like what I'm putting out each week. It does not matter where you're located. It's a way that we can have a hot beverage together virtually. You can even put a personal note on there for me to see. That's going to do it for episode 458. Thanks ever so much for listening. I'll send you out today with another song from Todd Barrow. This is the one he just talked about. It's called My Girl Crush.
1: When I'm down We like to fool around In the back of my truck in